You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the cool again, stupid. I think we're live. All right, everybody. What's good? <laughs> Welcome to the cool agains. Uh, I know I said last week, I said Alexis... Uh, I said Alexis would be here this week, and because I that I thought that's what was gonna happen, and that is not what's gonna happen because we all saw the announcement. Congratulations, Alexis, who is now part of the CBS Golasso Network. It's been uh, it's been. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till Alexis is here, and we'll. Th- there's a lot we need to do because a lot of people were obviously uh, surprised and shocked and and very happy. And what we're gonna do is. Do two things. We'll talk about it on the show about how all of this happened, and we'll also do uh, a Patreon uh, no cap recap to give everybody like the, the you know the the deets you know <laughs> the okay. deets the down low <laughs> <laughs> the down low to tell you how it all happened. But no, it's something we are uh, incredibly proud of. It is. Uh, I mean, it's look. I I say this all the time. You know, we started this podcast uh, in Alexis's kitchen. Uh, and, you know, just two comedians talking about soccer and then to get to, you know, we've had a, a wild couple years. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, just recently from being on uh, NBC Premier League uh, broadcast to now uh, uh, Alexis being part of the CBS crew. It's uh, something that we are incredibly just proud of uh, and excited about. And I think, it, you know, some people are already asking like, oh, what does this mean for the cooling? Is all the cooling is over? <laughs> no, that is not the case. Uh, no matter how much these uh, companies that are paying us money try to break us up. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's something to be really excited about. And I think the future of the Cooligans is only going to just continue to grow. So uh, with that said, since Alexis is not here today, as always, I'm joined by our, our, our producer, Miguelito. Yo, yo. What's up, everybody? How we doing? <laughs> Mike Malley uh, coming through. Uh, but we have a special guest co-host today uh we've we've had a couple uh subs come in uh they've been crushing it and i expect nothing less from this man either you've uh just, literally one of my favorite uh stand-up comics one of my favorite teammates we play on cooligans fc uh together great great dude hilarious you've seen him on uh, uh conan right mm-hmm. what what else cordon cordon fallon <laughs> comedy central let's go <laughs> yeah everybody give it up for andy haynes Feels good to be here. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I, I think you guys made a good move uh, from a Cuban guy from New Jersey <laughs> to a uh, basically ethnically to just no ethnicity <laughs> Seattleite. I think it was a smart move. 
Okay. Just uh, a blank slate. Right. <laughs> you know, I think it's a, uh, look, I'll be honest. I, I think people tuning in right now can't even tell the difference. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Usually it's been weird because we've had uh, a bunch of uh, guest co-hosts and people have been like, oh, wow, Alexis is looking great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is it really just, yeah, it's an insult towards uh, Alexis. I mean, I think we should insult him a little bit. He's been gassed up for years, you know, <laughs> and now it's just been rewarded with just this plush football job. Like, right. it's just come on, we got to bring him down a couple steps. <laughs> that's what the it's pur- reckless. That, that's what the purpose of this show is going to be. OK, to humble uh, this man, you know, to, so he doesn't forget his roots. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know. If you guys need need me to step up and just show you that I can speak in uh, Spanish slang, <laughs> I can do it all. How much How much you know about pizza? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll be honest. I'm not. A, I, I'm not even gonna try to. to <laughs> I I like look for vegan options. That is the one place yes. where I will disappoint a lot of. Are you vegan? I'm not vegan, but my wife is a nutritionist, and I, I always look for the healthiest options Yeah, kind of wherever I go. So I'm yeah. like, we're both kind of Alexis's nemesis. Yeah, I'm one of these people that, like, I will buy vegan cheese, but if my if my wife and I are in, in Rome, I'm going to eat the cheese. Same here. You know, like, Same here. I'm not... And I'll, I'll can be I honest, swear? You you can swear, but I feel like there's some weird new YouTube policy that you can't swear too early. Oh, in a video. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna be a jerk <laughs> and ruin a party. So let's yeah, so just let's let's wait for the swears, okay? But uh, I was I was just saying the Spanish thing because somebody said I'm gonna leave the show named Andres. Pero uh vivia in Latino America para por 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 como seis meses. Wow. Don't say fue fue Andres. I was Andy. Or Andres? Fue, meaning you were there? No, but my name was Andres oh, for months. Oh, your name. Tu nombre era Andres. Sí, sí. Puedo hablar suficiente en español si necesitas. Nosotros entendemos. Sí. Gracias. You know what? It's better than Alexis in Spanish. I'll be honest. Soy, soy puro chilango. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Crimson Pizza in the chat just said, Christian is taking money from Big Pagel. Have you ever had Paleo Bagels? This, no, but it, I sound, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of like fake bread. Yeah, dude. You know, any of that stuff. I mess with it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's not, it's not a bagel, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, it, you don't, you don't feel as like heavy and bloated as, as after like a regular bagel. So See, it's kind of nice. A lot of the things, I feel like I eat a lot of those like keto and paleo things. And um, I feel like they're like, cement in my guts you know like yeah 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 like it's just because trying to get protein as a vegan you're just putting you know it's like sorcery (laughs) yeah you gotta like put like space dust (laughs) into your guts you just have ivs and tubes at home you gotta figure it out uh so all right this is the show about soccer i promise we will get to all of it today is uh prem show so we focus on all things uh, football, European, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, European football, because uh, I think sometimes we have some uh, English people or British people or just Europeans in the chat. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we try to make them feel as welcome as possible. But on Tuesdays, when we talk about American soccer, you know, we, we, we it's, it's all this. It's all that. 
Yeah, I don't. To be honest, I'm one of those people that doesn't know anything about American soccer. We uh, we talk about yeah. y- you people from time to time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I you know I think I'm learning a lot. I still uh, you know I'm I'm not a big MLS guy. Yeah, but yeah, I'm coming around to support the the lads. You know. Okay, we got a. Have you been to an NYCFC game? No, I haven't. Okay, I need well, to go. Come yeah. To one. yeah, yeah. Well, I've of course been to many Sounders games. Of course, because you know Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just need to. I, I just need to go to more. It's just I'm. Sure. I'm so, I wonder been if so I'm, spoiled. I wonder if the Sounders are playing uh, NYCFC uh, here this day, or you know I don't know if it's at home. They, the West, Eastern East and West only play each other once, and it's and they alternate years. So oh, okay or whatever. So we'll see. Uh, okay, I'll look up the schedule. <clears throat> All right. Uh, where to begin? Uh, today, well, uh, maybe we should we start with the should we start with the serious stuff, Mike? Yeah, let's right. do it. Let's get right into the serious <laughs> because, stuff. Um, so I'll fill some people in uh, uh, as to what's going on in England in regards to uh, match of the day on uh, the BBC network. Uh, Gary Lineker, who is a, a former player, legendary English. Uh, player played uh, a couple clubs. Uh, I don't have his CV in front of me, but he was very good. Um, but he got in trouble because of a tweet, and he was talking about uh, a political issue in regards to immigration. And I have the tweet in front of me. I'll get to it in a second. I just want to kind of just uh, frame this. So that that's really all that happened. He he tweeted something. The people, uh, there was outrage. Uh, the his his employer was like, "All right, you're not doing the show." Uh, and so BBC Match of the Day is is a big deal. I've 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 watched clips here and yeah. there. I just, but it seems to be like a. Uh, it, I don't know if, if it's like 60 minutes, but I feel like people take the show a little too seriously. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's no joke to the. I mean, we don't have anything comparable, I don't think. I mean, I, I really feel like uh, as far as football goes, it's become so ubiquitous. I mean, it just covers the entire UK, especially the Prem League. And it's it, it's like a CNN in right. the sense like you have two morning shows, you have Match of the Day, and you have Soccer AM, which is on like every day. Mm-hmm. But um, this would be the equivalent of kicking a wolf blitzer or a don lemon off for having a political stance yeah it's it's a um and i understand i mean it's happened before right like you know journalists or or reporters or 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 pundits tweet something and then they get in trouble and whatever and again i'm gonna read the tweet in a moment i just want to kind of frame the fact that this show is just I didn't even realize how important this show uh, was to people. I, as as Americans who do not watch this show, we the the way we consume the Premier League is in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the first off, and then we have you know uh, the the Premier League mom Rebecca Lowe kind of explain everything to <laughs> yeah. us, and and it makes us feel like it's just a it's it, it's a fun way to get the day started, yeah, right? Yeah. Um. But for match of the day, it it like you said, it feels like a much more uh, uh, like proper kind of institution, and the person who is hosting that is uh, uh, somebody that is in everyone's home. So like Tom Brokaw and like the Walter Cronkite, like it just yeah. feels like a very important position uh, to have. 
So the so what ended up happening after he was um, uh, kicked off of the the you know uh, for, from his hosting duties this weekend, um, other uh, uh, you know the other cast or whatever the other people on the show, Ian Wright, I saw. Um, he tweeted out in solidarity that he was not going to be a part of match of the day. He even said if Gary Lineker is uh, fired for this or sacked, he, uh, you know, is not going to he's never going to work for the BBC again. Right. Uh, so it was cool to see the, the, the solidarity and support. Well, I think it even went beyond that to where the entire league basically said that they would not do any interviews. Yeah. All the players across every yeah. team were like, we're we're not going to do this, you know, and. So you love to see it, right? And uh, and Kevincho in the chat just said, wasn't he defending refugees? And yes, that's really all <laughs> he was doing. And and so look, it's uh, I mean, what is it? The the Tories in England? That's yeah. So the Tories are in power, and um, they've been in power for I want to say like four four years, maybe maybe mm -hmm. longer. But um, you know, Rishi Sunak yeah, is, is the prime minister. Is the prime minister before that? Theresa May and Boris Johnson. Um, it's so funny because over there, like their conservatives are just like stuffy kind of capitalists, yeah, right? Right. <laughs> versus just... our conservatives who are like <laughs> trying to drill into the our... earth to find <laughs> the devil, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our conservatives have like a, a gun on their hip uh, while giving speeches in the capital. Yeah, they're like, they, our conservatives are like trying to like place a crystal in one of Mount Rushmore's eyes, <laughs> so if the sun hits it. Lincoln will come to life and defeat the pedophiles. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it's it's a little bit a little different. So this is the 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 tweet he was he had re he had quote tweeted a a uh, a video. Uh, 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 I'm not gonna play the video, but it, uh, uh, you can sort of see it there. But um, the uh, he's reacting to uh, what he feels is a terrible policy. Uh, about immigration and accepting refugees into uh, the United Kingdom, and uh, it, it honestly didn't seem that like crazy of a position. But this is the actual tweet that he got in trouble for, and it says, "Quote: There is," uh, and, and he's referring to refugees. He says, "There is no huge influx. We take far fewer refugees than." other major European countries. This is just an immeasurably cruel policy directed at, at the most vulnerable, vulnerable people in language that is not dissimilar to that used by Germany in the 30s. And I'm out of order. And he's he's clearly reacting to a tweet that was deleted, so I don't know the exact context. But doesn't seem that wild of a statement. Yeah, maybe, maybe I think the Germany part is what's bothering yeah, yeah. Some uh, some people, <clears throat> but it doesn't take away from the I don't know the 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 policy being kind of like mired in some xenophobia and just built to sort of scare people about immigrants and brown people coming into a country. Yeah, I mean, I think what people maybe can't relate to on the American side of things is that the BBC is a public institution, so um, and it's not independent of the government like our PBS is. So when the Tories come to power, it's gonna get a Tory leader. Yeah. So like there's a Tory leader of the BBC, obviously it's politicized. And you wouldn't even notice the the politicization like in their programming. I haven't noticed it up until this event. Okay. But um, obviously they took chagrin with this. <laughs> um, I lived in the UK for the last six months. Well, uh, June through December and um, this, this type of stuff is is really silly. It's the 
there's there's no camp there's no like the thames isn't like full of like boat people and <laughs> right and, and that's there was um in the in the in that video uh one of the uh statements was something like we it said it says enough in a, enough is enough we must stop the boats yeah it's just a, a strange way there's to- no boats <laughs> I really don't think I, I I've been uh, to the to the Thames and the Channel, and I've seen Kalai, where the largest refugee camp is, mm-hmm. and uh, I've, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Sorry, French people, <laughs> but um, almost all of the refugees that are in the UK came pretty normally. They came through trains and planes and yeah, ferries yeah. and things <laughs> like that. Um, I, I think it's uh, I think it's such a so. Where where I lived, I lived in Crawley. Uh, right, right. For a lot of time. We should talk about that uh, about your time there because it was interesting. But but finish this uh, point. Um, but all the kind of derelict discount hotels had been taken over by refugee groups mm-hmm. that needed them. Right, you right. Know, like it wasn't like a. I really liked England because they kind of like they were like, oh, we have resources. Let's put them towards humanity. You know, Lovely. and not like monetize them. And uh, yeah, so there was a. There was a big influx of Syrians and uh, people that you know had been displaced by the Syrian um, kind of Turkish right, right. war. I don't really know what you call that war anymore. The 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 ISIS war, okay? You know the the Syrian civil war, mm-hmm. and then there was Afghani's or Afghans. Afghani is I learned this is a blanket. Afghan is a person. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or it's the other way around, actually. I think Afghan is the blanket. Afghanis are the people. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and then um, Ukrainians, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so they each would kind of come in waves, and then they would be put in these hotels, and <clears throat> resources were low. Um, it was a struggle. But, you know, speaking on, like, a country that is probably, you know, fifth wealthiest in the world, mm-hmm. something like that, um, they were making it work. And these people, you know, had good lives but it wasn't like you didn't go to the grocery store and like a child ran up and stole your purse and (laughs) skittered back into the and this was a place where there was a large refugee influx it was like actually where these refugees were living um and i didn't see it you know i'd meet a guy who couldn't speak english i'd see a family of um afghani people who were kind of like disoriented because they didn't really know the bus system or something like that but um this wasn't, I don't know, it was just like, it wasn't the crisis that I saw. And I've also been in, um, you know, I've been in Switzerland this year, I've been in Italy this year, I've been in France this year, um, I've been, I think another country, I can't remember, but it's not... Holland? <clears throat> Holland? Okay. I've never actually been to Holland. Okay. I'm going in June. Uh, Amsterdam, shout out Amsterdam, <laughs> come to my shows. Uh, but yeah, it was like a, you know, it was kind of a, it's conservative... Yeah, you know, double speak. So, so I'm just thing. saying this, even just in the way that you're speaking, which is at, at least uh, considerate towards just uh, people's humanity and stuff like that. This is why Gary Lineker's tweet really doesn't seem that egregious. No. He's not really saying anything that wild. And for it to go to the degree of like, we need to remove this man off the air, who also during the World Cup was very like forthright about like, uh, what, how the BBC was deciding to cover the World Cup, yeah. and and, uh, and and called out you know human rights abuses and sort of things like that. But it's like 
But when you call out your own country, all of a sudden, we got to get this guy off the air. So uh, the, the, the way this at least ended, uh, to my knowledge, is he has been reinstated and should be back soon. But the, the, the annoying part is that the, like, uh, I don't know if it's like conservative trolls on, on Twitter, but then people are like, um, oh, I actually finally enjoyed Match of the Day this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> I saw someone tweet this was the best episode of Match of the Day, and someone quote tweeted with, ah, yes, all football fans call it an episode. It's just like people are use it as an opportunity to like dunk on an issue that they, uh, you know, they don't really care that much about, but it's, uh, it's uh, opportunistic, uh, to say the least. So, all right, so that's it. That's that, that's seems to be all that happened but it was big news it was all over my timeline and the fact that all these uh big foot big name footballers were uh uh you know standing in solidarity with gary lineker it was uh, to me a nice sign uh, hopefully this uh influences what uh i don't know the, the policy in itself or get people to at least think about it in a more decent way yeah it's weird you know it's funny because i think this like obviously we can move on because there's so much to cover but i think there's something very bizarre that happens with conservatives and sports mm -hmm. which is that they watch sports they love sports sports are dominated by brown and black people mm -hmm. and then brown and black people are you know uh marginalized and all Western countries. Mm -hmm. And so eventually politics get involved and they're like, oh, I, I loved the sports, <laughs> but uh, please don't talk about your community's situation. Right, right, right. Just and so it's, they, they eventually have to go like, oh, wait. It's, it's a thing. It's almost, it's like, we hate that we have to face it because yeah. it's nice to not have to face it. Yeah. You know, I can, I can, I can scroll away if some, if the thing, yeah, talks about something I don't want to hear about, but then with sports, I have to watch the whole game. Be athletes, not people. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too much to ask? <laughs> uh, uh, Ken M says the shut up and dribble mentality. Yeah, I mean it's a and but it, and it seems to be. Uh, look, it also, I mean we keep talking about, the, but Gary Lineker didn't say something on the network on the show. Yeah, it wasn't thrown in anybody's He's face. Being a private citizen, he, being a private citizen, tweeted. You know. It, it, does he have, I don't know if he has in his bio, you know, tweets are not the thought of my employer or whatever. You know how everybody does that now? Uh, but apparently that's, that's, but he's like one of those guys where it's like, if Lineker isn't working at the BBC, it's like he's an institution. Exactly. You know, <laughs> so he shouldn't need to. It'd be like if you like saw like Cher tweeted something and you'd be like, wait, Cher's last album was with. <laughs> You know, Sony. <laughs> Somebody get Tokyo on the line. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, let's you know, uh, let's start. Let's talk about uh, some matches real quick um, because uh, we see Andy Haynes is wearing an Arsenal kit. Is that is that that's not is that this year's? Yeah. This, oh, okay. This was bought at the stadium. Nice. In October. At, at the Emirates. Look at that. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, the long sleeve. Uh, I love seeing it. Yeah. You shout know? out Kevin Betsy, uh, former youth coach. Now he's at Wigan. Uh, Wigan. Coaching. They're going to correct you, bro. Yeah. Wigan. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I always, I always like, I'm, I always think I'm saying it. I'm like, at least I'm saying it right. And then I get corrected. <laughs> like, I actually think that I'm ahead of that right there. And then they're like, nope, you said no. it completely wrong. <laughs> I just, I, look, I, when it comes to this stuff, I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, I'm a, well, You've actually, been told. I'm a, well, actually, yeah. because I don't want the chat to yell at anybody. Okay. Um, <laughs> but he got me 
the most amazing seats I've ever had for a Gunner's game. I sat literally the row behind the box. Um, I could have touched Emil Smith row. Beautiful. And I didn't. So I should get props for that because he's one of my favorite players. Um, um, I mean, he might get injured, bro. You got to be careful with him. Uh, <laughs> I think he's. Uh, I think he's kind of on. He's in delicate mode right now. Right. Uh, yeah. They, they're. I think they're monitoring his minutes. Obviously, he had a. He had a pretty severe injury. So. Uh, all right. Let's. Let's. You know. I'm always. I've had a, a slew of of different gooners come through this show. Even some of the uh, the the co-hosts. Uh, how are you feeling about Arsenal's season? They obviously just uh, put a, just a, a shellacking on uh, on Fulham 3-0. Yeah, uh, I was actually surprised by that result. I didn't think Fulham would take that. So, you know, Mitrovic is such an amazing forward, and uh, they have a deep, you know, defense. Yeah, they've and, been great this yeah. year. Uh, what, they're in, what, eighth place, ninth place? They're in eighth, eighth place, yeah. uh, Fulham. Um, but for whatever reason, I don't know if it was just simply uh, Leandro Trossard uh, this weekend. Uh, Martin, it's nice to see Martinelli sort mm -hmm. of looking like Martinelli. Um, and th there is look, the return I, I, of Jesus. The return of Jesus was nice. Um, you know, th maybe th 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 there have been a couple weird results, right? The loss to Everton, which mm -hmm. uh, shouts, uh, I'm happy to help. I actually <laughs> thought of you that day. <laughs> I was like, at least somebody's happy. <laughs> All right. And then the, the, but then the win against Bournemouth uh, the week prior. I mean, probably one of the, I, I want to say it's the match of the season so far. Other really? Than, yeah. Other than maybe that Liverpool game that I was at. <laughs> uh, no, I mean. Just the Reese Nelson goal is like, I mean, it's going to go down in infamy. It'll be one of those things that people... A huge moment, yeah. I'm sure... I, I actually... I could guarantee that somebody went and got some kind of tattoo based off of that <laughs> that moment. Yeah. Um, uh, but overall, uh, how are you feeling about Arsenal's chances uh, to actually hold on and win this title? Because Manchester City, uh, I thought they were going to drop points uh, this weekend, and they did not. They got a, they got a penalty... Uh, and they ended up winning one nil to uh, Crystal yeah, Palace. Palace, right? Yeah, um, very debatable penalty too. It was a pretty. pretty okay, I didn't I actually didn't see the penalty. I Alisa didn't. He didn't even argue though. I was yeah. watching the game. I thought it was questionable too. But then when he stopped arguing, I was like, all right, maybe he knew something. Yeah, I think uh, you know that's just Crystal Palace mentality. Yeah. <laughs> You've been abused so much. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, well, how are we feeling about uh, about uh, about Arsenal? I mean, I think it's ours for the taking. I, we have a really pretty straightforward month this month. Mm -hmm. um, and then we get into April, which I think is where it'll really come into it because I think we play uh, Liverpool, City, and Chelsea. Um, yeah, let's look at the uh, upcoming fixtures. Is Palace, Leeds, yeah, Liverpool. Leeds, Liverpool. The next uh, three. These are all Premier League matches. Yeah, yeah. Leeds, Liverpool, and then we have City at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. um, Southampton obviously won't be. Oh, yeah, and look at Chelsea mm -hmm. is the last weekend. Um, so, I mean, I think I think it's ours for the taking. We have a deep bench. I think we have so much talent. Uh, I think the Arteta system is proving. Um, I mean, if we're going to be honest, the Arteta system is a comes from the school of the Guardiola system. Okay. So, um I'm feeling positive, but I also think, you know, like I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm used to things happening. Uh, <laughs> it, it feels like the the thing happening would have happened already, though, right? It, it, there's something about the 
again, that result against Bournemouth, the you, you don't expect them to win every game, but they're winning games that, that they... They're winning the games they should win. And, and Manchester City are uh, losing or drawing the games that... You wouldn't like they had a, the draw against Wolves, I think, yeah. a couple weeks ago. Like results like that were what was That's, usually happening that, that to Arsenal. Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, that was the Arsenal thing where we would beat Liverpool or we would beat Chelsea, and then we would lose to Wigan or we would, you know, like Wigan. Sorry, I said it again. Uh, when they lose, they're Wigan. It's yeah, good. or we would lose to you know whoever was like bottom of the table. I can remember you know years past where we were like kind of in the race for a Champions League spot, mm -hmm. you know, like we were like third or fourth or whatever. Um, and then we would lose to like Norwich City and you'd be like, guys, <laughs> <laughs> this is Champions League we're talking about, you know. But um, I think, uh, I think, yeah, it's, um, I think, I think we're going to probably win, but it's going to be trying. I was a little nervous to see them put Jesus back in, but he probably needs the minutes um, to kind of, of course, of get course. the confidence back. Um, the only problem is, is I'm not worried about anybody else. I just think it's city and city is such a like unmovable force. They're, they're the, you know, the empire, bro. I mean, they, they feel it's like so that. weird too. <laughs> I, I want to say this right now. There's like five city fans that I believe. Okay. And the rest of them are like somebody who I think got, FIFA. <laughs> you know, they're well, like, Oh, Holland's sick. You know, you're like, <laughs> Uh, I don't believe you. I believe um, Liam Gallagher right, is right, who right. I believe. The guy that, you know, 20, 30 years uh, supporting the team. I, I, I saw a, uh, there was Kevin De Bruyne uh, did a like post-match interview or pre-match interview. I don't remember. Uh, it, 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 I guess preparing for a Champions League. They have a, they have a, the fixture uh, against RB Leipzig yeah, yeah. Uh, this week. Um, and they were just asking him about like, you know, how he feels the season is going. And I'm very much paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was just like, well, you know, we're in second, we're in, we're fighting for a title, we're, we're trying to, uh, um, you know, we're in three competitions and stuff like that. And it's just like, bro, do you think, like, I just like genuinely felt like, do you care? Like, you want it so much that it's, it's, it is a, uh, it, I didn't sense the like urgency to fight for uh, winning the title again. And, Arsenal are salivating at the mouth at the opportunity to get this title. It's, I mean, it's so beautiful over right. there right now. When you go to Islington, I mean, it's like you know, it's 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 a really good feeling. It's it's really positive. Um, but shout I, out to I, all my my Arsenal fans. But I wonder England. if that level of like um, not feeling any pressure to win a title is an advantage to try to win a title. Yeah, you know. I, I, this is people might argue with this, but I think honestly, uh, I think this is the Super League syndrome yeah. where it's like Champions League is probably what matters right now in that locker room because they're, you know, it's theirs to take. Of course, of course. And obviously, we're not going to get like too beaten down by a, a Europa League loss mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, Conference League. We're not in Conference League, we're in normal, but you know, like I think once you leave the Champions League, it's less gravity. Um, Unless you're like, you know, Atletico Madrid or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's what they care about right now. Okay. Bellboy in the chat just said that's the K K KDB melancholy. <laughs> and then somebody said uh, KDB equals Belgian casual. I yeah. also think he's, <laughs> I think KDB is one of the greatest players of all time. I love him so much. 
but I also think his uh, heart was broken by the Belgian team this year. Oh, sure. You saw a switch where it was like, <laughs> you know, well, there was, yeah, they he stopped promoting his clothing line. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know it's bad. Yeah. yeah dude. Uh, I mean, yeah, he, he could only handle Lukaku missing great opportunities to move them, <laughs> to advance them into a World Cup. Uh, then, uh, you know, some a lot of the players can handle that. They, I mean, Bel- Belgium looked also very, very bad. Uh, in this Did World you Cup. see the. Um, there was a story I saw that was pretty funny about Belgium where there's Eden and his brother. Mm-hmm. And then there's another brother that they don't even talk about. Oh, who, I don't know. Who plays like <laughs> seventh tier <laughs> football. He used, play, he used to play for Chelsea, actually. They were all three of them were on the team. Really? Yeah, yeah. Point. And yeah, then yeah. one's like a, a black sheep who like yeah. can't get his act together. Uh, black yeah. sheep has hard. Uh, <laughs> it's a great, yeah. lovely family. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Um, so the, the the one thing uh, to wrap up Arsenal, um, the, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not an Arsenal fan, but I am a Matt Turner fan mm-hmm. obviously the american goalkeeper who's playing in the europa league matches he he did play uh, uh against uh, uh sporting in uh, the first uh leg of uh, of that europa league tie. it is tied 2-2 i believe yeah currently yeah it was well, is there no aggregate differential not anymore no. yeah no so it's tied 2-2 um and it, it was a good game and the uh, did you watch this game yeah i mean sporting looked they they looked dangerous good. yeah yeah they had um it was that 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 shot that uh, matt turner parried away but it fell at the feet of the other uh defender um uh, that's i mean that's like when they press they they're such a swarm and they're so quick you know it's like that ticky tacky kind of like on crack like yeah where it's like their ability to coordinate that you you know, you see the, a lot of like in the EPL and obviously all a lot of the northern European conferences, you see this precision passing and it's like ding, ding, ding. But like the kind of movement is so fluid with the Portuguese league and Spanish and Italian and even some of the French teams that, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's necessarily wrapped up, you know. Yeah, Thursday, yeah not I'll at be, all. I'll I, be and nervous. I think the... Um, yeah, our, our, for whatever reason, Arsenal didn't look like Arsenal. And I don't know if it has much to do with, like, just, you know, obviously, they're going to, uh, you know, change some players, obviously, for a midweek competition. But my, I think if, from a, like, a, I don't know, health perspective or fitness perspective, if Arsenal can just stay as fit as possible for these matches and maybe have the opportunity. They did uh, rotate uh, several players. Yeah, I think uh, Nketiah is on the bench right now. Which he should be, right? They, yeah. They're like, because they can... 100% win this competition, and and uh, and I don't necessarily care if Arsenal win it, but I do care if Matt Turner wins it. I think that would be just such a, a huge boost for mm-hmm. uh, uh, just American uh, uh, goalkeepers, American players, and look, for him to play every match in Europa League and win it, oh my God. And I, I currently live in Park Ridge, New Jersey, where Matt Turner is from. Oh, wow. Uh, and literally like when um, uh, for the World Cup, Ted Lasso, they did like a big marketing campaign and they put um, a big like letter, big, big, big signs and where Ted Lasso wrote a letter to every player of the U.S. men's national oh, team. Oh, that's cool. And they put one up at his high school, which is right, uh, you know, oh, not, wow. not far from me. So there is a, uh, I have a deep emotional uh, connection and I'm where I really want this man to win uh, a title for Arsenal. That'd be he so deserves cool. It. I mean, I'm like so in love with Ramsdale that it's going to be hard for me to make room for him in I my heart. <laughs> but uh, I saw him, you know, he's a good player and I think he, he had a decent World Cup and obviously he's having a great run with Arsenal. I want yeah. him to do well. 
Um, I don't think it, it was so weird. Nobody talked about the drama of this weekend where it was we were playing against Leno. And, oh, yeah, you know, Leno, yeah. Uh, he just didn't. Nobody really cared that he'd spent a decade <laughs> well, uh, it's previously. A, it's similar to, I mean, I guess p- people have, uh, they appreciate uh, Emmy Martinez. Arsenal fans appreciate Emmy Martinez yeah. way more than um, uh, than uh, some of their other keepers. But the, like the, the uh, when you guys beat Aston Villa and the ball hit uh, Emmy Martinez's head, yeah. everybody was just like, okay, well, he's he, he's he's still one of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Emmy Martinez, I feel like they, you know, he's like one of those guys where he's just, he's so uh, kind of uh, problematic in a way where it's just like they, we love him for it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you score an own goal as a goalie? <laughs> of course. This is why we love you, Emmy. Oh, <laughs> uh, Sean613 said, if they make the Europa final, does Matt Turner play? No. No That's way. a good question. It would be criminal if, and this is this is a constant question. This happens all the time. Where do you play the guy that got you there? And I say play the guy that got you there, man. Really? The the problem is, is I don't think that's the school of thought. And but you know, by that time we might be still in a very like, you know, we we might be in a very close. We we don't even have to lose to lose the league. Like we can get a couple ties. You know, like if. If I think they'll be happy with a draw from uh, Liverpool and they'll be happy with a draw from Man City in these April games, but that you know that's four lost points. Right. right. So it's it's and we're a six point divide. It's it's very close. Yeah. Um, there is this general feeling that Manchester City, regardless of how the their season has been, that they're just going to win every game. Right. There's there's a, I have that fear. I'm like, oh, they're probably going to win. But they're like a they're like the Borg. In Star Trek, <laughs> where you're like, how do you beat this thing? You know, it's just like they're turning off all your systems. And Holland is like, he's he's just so dangerous, and their bench is so deep. I mean, the Holland KDB and uh, Gundogan, and um, trying to think of everybody. It, it's I mean, just Mares. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mar- they're, Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish, <laughs> Jack Grealish, who I love. Jack Grealish, party boy, Aston Villa, uh, <laughs> Birmingham party boy, Jack Grealish. <laughs> Okay. We'll always have a place in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Jack Grealish. Bringing the lace back. The the hairband lace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, um, it's it's going to be, and it, I won't it, even, you it, know. It, I would just say, like, it's interesting, even, like, uh, Manchester City had the drama with, like, Jao Cancelo, where they, they got uh, loaned to uh, Bayern Munich and can barely play over there, which is also very strange. Uh, he did play in the Champions League match, but... The it's it's a like whenever Manchester City has any like, uh, you know, a player is unhappy. Even that seems like, oh, he why is he ruining this perfectly functional machine? Yeah, like, it's always their fault. <laughs> it's it never Pep. Be, it must be the player because everything seems to be, uh, you know, uh, working fine in this refinery. Yeah, I think, um, you know, um, I think we're going to win the league because I think we have God on our side. <laughs> Uh, but okay. I think it's going to be close. It's hard to compete uh, with GLD. I mean, <laughs> that's how it is. Who uh, knocked us out of the? Who knocked us out of the FA Cup? I forget who it was. It oh, was I a. Who it was wasn't too. a big. I think it was. I don't remember. I can look it up. Not yeah. a great team. <laughs> Just Speaking a- of American players, though, I can't think of his name right now. But he plays in the championship. Um, mm. He's a big kid. He's like a Daryl DK. Yes. yes, I love uh, this guy. Uh, West Brom. He is, 
he's a unit, man. Orlando City product. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I really, really, really like uh, his style, and you know, just I, he's so athletic. He's and fun athletic. To watch. He's, a, he's a a unit, bro. Like the, the a lot of players uh, who've played against him are just like this dude is just too big to be playing this sport, but he's so good. I don't think this is like real quick aside, but I, I don't think Americans realize how much football there is in England. I think like we know like theoretically. Right. But like when I was over there, you know, it's not a big place. It's like if you leave London and you drive, you 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 drive seven hours, you're at the top. You drive three, you're at the bottom. You drive four, you're at the either side. Right, right. It's yeah, like it's not water, a big water, place. Yeah. It's like if Jersey, I don't know, it was twice the size or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, there is a professional football team every six blocks it's it's insane <laughs> it i is mean wild, yeah. if you go like down into like because there's literally 16 17 tiers if you go to like 17th tier there's probably 300 clubs in london yeah yeah like yeah, in I the city that. of london it's just it's so much football so it's so cool to get to like um there's a I, there's like a map i've seen a map i've seen that map yeah it's uh, oh yeah yeah here it is look you can barely see the country. <laughs> oh wait, this is a he YouTube video no about it. <laughs> um, the okay, I'll just I'll put this on screen here. But yeah, it, it is it's a uh, that one down there that Groundhopper Soccer Guides. This one okay. Like that's not even. I mean that's probably down to league one, maybe just the championship. Yeah, I mean it's 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 <laughs> packed. I mean and there's only like. No, there has to be more in Wales and stuff like that. Yeah, because like they're not even showing you um, some of the uh, other what's divisions. it called? The uh, Wrexham is is, right, 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 is right. not on there. It doesn't look like. But yeah, it's um, it's crazy how much football there is. I want to real quick. So you you were in um, you were living in England for a while. You were, you were working for a club. Yeah, so I was um, I was in uh, I mainly lived in London because I wanted to do spots at night. Yeah, um, but I worked with a club called uh crawley town um fc mm -hmm. and i did some social media stuff for them and um the great club great people love my experience there uh i left in um december okay uh, wanted to like do some more stand-up and stuff like that of course um i i think they're i think they're in a pretty bad place right now i think they're i think they might be in last in what league the, two the, and what are they playing league two yeah um go to that yeah it's it was not good the last time i checked Probably oh okay right. yeah because the they got a big win this weekend <laughs> they're in 23rd but they're in the relegation zone I they're imagine. in the relegation zone yeah, and yeah. this is the biggest difference in so there's four professional leagues in in england where mm -hmm. you get efl money and you get the support of the entire league yeah um and this is the bottom of it so Crawleytown, Hartlepool, and Rochdale, probably one of them is going out. And um, then they go to the National League, which is where Wrexham and right. a couple other teams right. that you, like, I think Oxford might be down there. A couple other teams that have had history. But um, the just the TV rights and things like that, the money, the right, money really the changes. Okay. So they point. obviously really, really uh, want to stay up. That makes yeah. sense. Um, what, can, I, can you talk a little bit about what the uh, – how, how, they, were they did they embrace the American working for an English club? What was that? There must have been banter. There must have been uh, you know growing pains. 
I want to say, uh, I have to think about my NDA here. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> they were very, very supportive of me. Okay. Everybody was really, really kind to me and really nice. I don't, I, there's a trend in, I will speak loosely, um, there's a trend in all of English football where uh, American entrepreneurs are buying teams. Yes, yes, yes. As kind of little like, um, the idea is that you buy this team in a lower league and then you can work it. And up it's a great in, story. And, you know, yeah. and then there's a lot of money. It is a it is a great turnaround. You mm -hmm. put a couple million into it each year and you increase that until you're in the Premier League. Um, and I think the there's a gap between that idea mm -hmm. versus how much it actually takes. These it's, teams are all good. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's not like, a, you know, you're playing against uh Wimbledon and like you know it's it, it is a it, it's not a venture capital just little project yeah. a, a startup kind of yeah a thing. I mean it's, it's like, like it is it is really difficult and as you're I think people are seeing with Wrexham that it is really really hard to get out of uh the lower tiers of of English football to make it to like obviously Premier, even Premier League I mean very few teams uh, get that far i mean if you can get to the championship that's pretty remarkable yeah no i mean it's like huge yeah. and uh thank god god bless espn i'm sorry if, if this is against your network but <laughs> for putting the championship on uh their channel okay because it's i don't know if you've been watching i, I don't watch it too often but uh, it's on plus you can just yeah, watch yeah, every I, single game and usually when there's like a um so when leeds was in the championship oh um, yeah and uh jack harrison went to Leeds and Jack Harrison came from NYCFC. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then he went to like, he was at Middlesbrough for a little bit um, and then went to Leeds. Now I'm watching. When I have a connection to a club, yeah, yeah. In the chat, I'll, I'll watch it. You want to see story. a player do well and, you know, exactly. he's your guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think uh, there's going to have to be a, a reconciling of this. There, There's uh, there's the one thing which is the Todd Bowleys of the world and wh who's the guy that bought uh, Bournemouth? Uh, I don't know his name, but he's like an the old same idea. Yeah. You know, old it's, man. It's I, these, I know he's an old man. It's I've these guys kind of just playing chess with you know clubs yeah. and yeah. human beings and you know the former uh, owner of Disney, uh, former CEO of Disney owns Portsmouth. There's like a bunch of money, just like American money, international money. There's a reason also why. These Emiris and Saudis—they're not buying League One and Two teams because it's that hard, right? You know, yeah, so, yeah. They don't—they don't want to do the work. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot of work, and I, you know, having worked at uh, having worked at Crawley, every player on there was a professional player. Every player on there was a great player, and it did not. It, the season, I think anybody can admit, did not go the direction they, right. they wanted it to. And that was not without like a lot of effort and a lot of intelligence, you know, people really trying to make it a great season. So I think it could happen to anybody. Yeah, you know? it's interesting. And like the, you know, we have a lot, a lots of friends that work in social media for certain, uh, for certain teams and stuff like that. Uh, and it's usually more the high profile ones, but there's, it, it, it's interesting working at the level that you were working at, at, at a club at that level, there's an, an emotional aspect. Like when, did you see the, the like the Sunderland um, yeah. documentary and stuff like that, where like 
you know, they they lose a game and they're like, oh, well, we got to sell the cop here. You know what I mean? Like there's a such a deep uh, where like, oh, Susan, uh, that's your job. They didn't win. <laughs> the boys didn't win. Uh, they, so there there is clearly like a, a just a deep emotional connection to the club that I think Americans are not so aware. They just they, it might just seem like a job to some people. But some, for some people, it is like truly not just their life, but they're like it, it's the fabric of the community. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a. It's a community center. It's a school. Most of these clubs are schools. Um, their programs are, you know, like going to be like if you can get into their academy, then you can go and you can um, play professional football. And um, yeah, I mean, that's like the thing. Like Crawley Town had a foundation, which was a school. It did um, elder care. It did refugee programs. Remarkable. It did. Um, it did football a couple of days a week for uh, mentally challenged, I don't disabled, uh, but like where it was like literally like there's the football on the field and the rest of the time it was the community, you know, and even the community that that was something that I tried to do is I wanted there was a huge South Asian um, population, especially refugee in Crawley. Um, obviously, I think a lot of them were not refugees that came out wrong, but like where there was like all these people that were not going to games yeah. and I wanted them to be at the games. And so I was making a big push. I'd look, I'd used the, um, Blackpool, um, Blackpool had done a big, yeah, yeah. um, I think I'm getting that right. I, I, I get all these Northern <laughs> teams confused, <laughs> It's all good, but it was like, you know, g get these communities and it's a big deal. And then when you lose the support of, uh, sponsors and the league money and the TV money, um, it does definitely affects the community. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, Northern England, there's not a lot of... Uh, <laughs> it's not that lit. Not a lot of there. happiness. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of stuff to do it in Northern it England. It ain't popping like that? No. Wow. Uh, shout out Liverpool. Shout out York. Not a lot of shout smiling out children. Out <laughs> I think, you know, you will you can join a headbutting league, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, JG just said uh, in the chat, getting relegated twice was quite a plot twist for Sunderland. Shout out to Lyndon Gooch, uh, the American uh, uh, over at Sunderland. But yeah, I mean, th th yeah, there's a, even when I was watching the Sunderland documentary, I'm like, you just, you're used to like films and movies and shows where like, oh, this is going to end well. And it just, if uh, you, <laughs> you forget like, oh, I, I, I know what happens and they don't get out of this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out James Gordon for making that documentary. Oh, I didn't know he made yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's his, his, his like production, which company? is weird because he is a diehard West Ham fan. Yeah. And it's not like West Ham's doing so good that they don't need a documentary. <laughs> 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 That'll be the next one, bro. They're, uh, I mean, Everton are fighting with them uh, to, to not get relegated, but we'll see what happens. Uh, well, all these teams that are struggling for, uh, you know, to try to stay up in their respective leagues, all they need to do, really, Mike, we all know, they just need to chill out. Just they, chill out a little They need bit. to chill out with a Coors Light mm -hmm. because today's show is brought to you by Coors Light. You know, you don't need to be on all the time. You know, if you, even if you have a big victory or a big, uh, or a big loss, you know, what, what's always helpful, especially with a Coors Light, Andy, I don't know if you know this, but... 
uh, when the beer is cold enough, you know what happens on, yeah. the, on the beer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. The, the mountains show up. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 like earlier, like I was talking about, like uh, national, what, what is that, national treasure? That <laughs> you can see the map. <laughs> the mountains, you can see the mountains. <laughs> you know, if you need some direction in life, just make sure the beer is cold enough because the, mo- the mountains will lead you to where you need to be, okay? So Coors Light is cold, cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold Package is literally made to chill. Uh, it's a crisp and refreshing. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for uh, a moment to unwind, to mark your calendar for some quality time of Coors Light. The beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash Cooligans. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Did they uh, did they stop saying the silver bullet? Um, that isn't Coors Light, right? Is it? I don't know. Oh, silver I don't know. Bullet. I think Coors Light is the silver bullet. Oh, maybe because it's the train. Oh, that's right. Okay, well, that must be like yeah, a, it's still a, a silver bullet. I hope I didn't. We'll I, I hope it. I'm not messing with your, <laughs> your no, advertisers. I'll, I'll tell the, the the person who wrote the script. Add a silver bullet back to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Bring back the silver bullet. <laughs> yeah. Bring back the train. Okay, uh, Nick Red said, "Not sure a documentary about West Ham would make anyone like their fans." <laughs> Do West no. Ham have? There is a documentary, and it's called Green Street Hooligans. <laughs> <laughs> our our video editor is a is a big West Ham fan, mm-hmm. so he might see this and that not, Jamie. He might be clipping this right now, for all I know. I I mean, one thing I was going to say is speaking of we we got into the. Um, we got into the championship a little bit. You were saying earlier about the Burnley thing, which is interesting. Um, they're they're kind of an amazing story. I mean, it, it ties in a lot of stuff. Um, they also have Vincent Company, and yes. I think they're at the top, or I think they're they're sitting pretty comfortably yeah, at the I top. Yeah, they're in first place. Um, so it's it's interesting um, with them because it's uh, you know former Man City player, right? You're gonna see another. You know, we we have the possibility for another protege of Pep to be in the league fighting for uh, you know, that standing. How many points ahead are they? Or are they just they are thirteen points ahead in the in the championship? Burnley, yeah. So we we I, I think we were talking about this off air, uh, but Burnley uh, were hit with a transfer ban 
uh, which doesn't seem like it's going to be that big a deal. Um, oh, not a, well. Actually, no. It will be a big deal because if 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 they get promoted, promoted, and they cannot transfer any players into the Premier League, uh, we can guarantee that they will be back in the Championship uh, the following year. Um, so uh, yeah, Burnley. Uh, I, I think I, that might be. You know what? That might be a conspiracy based on that they're going to go up and no European player wants to go to Burnley. <laughs> I don't know if you've been to that part of England, but it is not nice. I, it is. I, so I, I just saw this tweet earlier before we uh, started recording. And yes, uh, it says Burnley. This is from BBC Sport Lancashire. Uh, it says Burnley have been placed under an immediate transfer embargo by the EFL. Uh, the club has confirmed in a statement. And uh, the statement essentially just says, uh, hey, no, the club is doing fine. We switched over from a different auditor to, uh, to, to, you know, to audit our financial records. And there was some delay in getting information to the EFL's club financial, EFL's club financial reporting unit. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I guess there have been a lot of delays. Now they will be hit with a transfer ban, uh, which really, really sucks for, uh, uh, obviously, a team uh, that is doing well and looks like they will uh, be in the Premier League next season. And so, so it, it, it's a, it sucks. I feel bad for Vincent Company, if, especially if he stays uh, with the team, which you would assume he would. Um, and But if you can't sign players when you get into the Premier League, especially when you're it's what is it you make you're making like how much money do they get they call it something right it's an insane amount it's an insane amount of money when you when you get promoted and they're just gonna be sitting on all this cash and they can't get any players yeah Uh, you're gonna just see every every player arriving in a a tesla super truck (laughs) (laughs) they gotta put the money somewhere (laughs) i don't want it to be taxed so i gotta just spend it on stuff uh so, uh, so unfortunate. Um, uh, Kevin just said, I played in a youth academy in Burnley. It's not nice at all. Kevin, you went to Burnley? That's, just, <laughs> that's one of the, few, the last places I would have that's ever been. That's an upset. Get. That's an upset. <laughs> Only Argentinian person. And he said, I, and I live in Kansas. That's, <laughs> he's letting you know how bad it is. Um, he's like, I want to live somewhere in America that looks exactly like Burnley. <laughs> Maybe he just really loved Burnley. He was like, "What's the closest thing we've got here?" It feels US? like home. Bro. I mean, I think it's I think it's right next to Newcastle, and I think Grimsby's up there. There's a couple teams up there. It's it's um, it's you know, it's like those islands that you go to in uh, uh, Game of Thrones, where the <laughs> you know where the. What were those islands? The Aran Islands or whatever? The Iron Islands. Iron, Iron Islands. Island. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that kind of vibe <laughs> where it's everybody's Just damp. Everything's gray. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, well, speaking of Burnley, because, uh, you know, uh, Everton do have the former Burnley manager in Sean Deitch, uh, who uh, a big win. Uh, who did, I, now I don't remember who they won against. Who did they play? They beat uh, Forest, right? Uh no, it who Everton? Yeah, Everton won. Again. Why am I forgetting? Uh, Brentford, Brentford, Brentford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> they. Uh, I don't know if you saw the goal from Dwight McNeil. He scored 38 seconds into the game. Absolute banger. Jesus. Uh, and then, uh, as Everton does, yeah, uh, there were no goals after that. So <laughs> just, the game got exciting very, they, very quickly. They parked the bus as soon as they got a lead. They, <laughs> they said, "All right." No, you know what? Everton at, at home for the, especially since uh, Sean Dyche has uh, has managed, have be- looked 
like Everton of old, of just a pragmatic team that just does their best, holds on to the ball, defends well, uh, tries, well, to, tries to get... The Sean Dyche system. You bring him in if you're uh, <laughs> facing relegation. Right. And, and, like, you know, we'll, maybe we'll score on a set piece here and there. Um, and that's what they did in this game. They, Brentford didn't really have that many uh, uh, great chances, and Everton had more. There was a goal taken uh, taken back because of a handball from Damari Gray. Um, but this this is the especially at home. Look, I, I said this to Alexis a couple uh, weeks ago. I'm just like, if Everton can win, uh, you know, if they win one and lose every win one, lose two, lose three. Or, or, you know, get a point. Yeah, where are they sitting now? Are they, like, in 14th? They are in currently in 15th. But this is actually a, a pretty crazy situation right now in in the Premier League because um, last place to, uh, what, uh, to 12th place is, is only a five-point difference. So every yeah. week, it, this it is could be, be an interesting spring. Yeah. Any, any of, of uh, you know, any of eight teams or nine teams can uh, be in the relegation zone on, on any given week. Um, but everybody's trying to guess who is going to end up uh, relegated. But if out of your best guesses, looking at this list, why, uh, how are you feeling? Who do you think uh, is out? God, sadly, uh, shout out my buddy Lee Hudson. I, I think Southampton is just, they're, they're flailing. I don't really, they've had some amazing wins this year, but I, I don't think, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think they got it. And I think they're going to stay down there in the bottom three. And then um, it's hard because, like, all these teams have good systems. But um, I think you're probably going to see Bournemouth is probably going to go out. And then I maybe even want to say a Leicester. Yeah, I could see Leicester going down. Le- Leeds is the one. And, again, my my American bias is wild because, obviously, there's three American players in the midfield or Leeds United and, and Weston McKenney, Brendan Aronson, and Tyler Adams. I don't think they can go down. I just think, I think that it's possible. It is possible, but I don't they think they better not. They, <laughs> but mean, that's a big club. I, I think that they have a lot of money invested in them, and I think that um, th- I think we're days away from a parachute cord being. You know, something has to happen. Yeah, because just, I think for the most part, year in and year out, you're like, um, you know, what clubs will get relegated? They all look. Yeah, the, the the three that get relegated look like they probably should be relegated. And Leeds was Leeds has put up a fight against every single top tier team. I totally. mean, like they were they were the first draw that Arsenal had of the season, mm-hmm. and it was like we couldn't we couldn't get past their defense. So I I, I don't see them going down. They can't and, score. That's Leeds' problem. Bamford scored this weekend, which is good. They got a draw. Um, and I'll even open it up to the chat. Who the hell do you think is getting relegated? Because it's really every team, um, even including Southampton, um, there's a couple games where they look pretty good. They beat Everton on yeah. like uh, James Ward Prowse is now, I believe he's tied with David Beckham for most uh, goals from uh, for free kicks. Yeah. Um, he's and he, in, he, he, unstoppable. Yeah. So. Just having that guy there is, I feel like, is going to guarantee you a couple points. Um, but every t- there's no definitive team that's been in the relegation zone 
that I'm like, yeah, they should be relegated. I, I even Southampton, who has had a, a, a terrible start, but look, Southampton wins one game and they're out of the relegation zone. So it's literally, it's it's pretty wild how close it is. Yeah, this uh, May 26th is going to be an insane day, or, or 28th. Sorry, um, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I, I, I feel like. You know, I'm like trying to say like, well, all these like specifically like, well, Bournemouth, they got this new owner. Like we, there's no way he's going to let this happen. And then you look at Leeds and Southampton even has, but it's like, imagine, I mean, a West Hampton, West Ham going down, even you guys. I mean, it's the possibilities there. I don't think you'll go down, but it would be insane. To say, Everton has not been in the championship for. No, they've never been relegated from the, they've not. Uh, Everton, they've never been relegated from the Premier League. Yeah. At all. So, uh, but they've been in, like, before it was the Premier League. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I don't think Everton will get relegated, and I'm not trying to be as, like, biased as possible. Um, because I think they just have, they have a functional, uh, um, you know, they they have a, I think when, when Frank Lampard was managing, there was a, uh, I made this uh, critique all the time. There was just a, a refusal to change what wasn't working. Yeah, it's just like they were so poor. The just the morale was was brutal. Oh, and I mean that was I was in England when that uh, where they stopped the cars leaving. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's not a great sign. It did not look good. Anthony Gordon uh, just did an interview, um, and somebody they were asking him about um, you know his time at Everton, and he said. Uh, you know that that's the club I came up with, and it always have a place in my heart, and all this other stuff. But he was just like, yeah. But towards the end there, when uh, you know the fans were just mad at me and and stopping my car from leaving the yeah, stadium, yeah. it's just like that was a difficult uh, situation to be in. And the kid is like twenty years old, and they, uh, these grown adults are being like, get out of my club, and all this other stuff. And it's like, and and it hurts more when he's he's from there. Yeah. So it's like it, it feels almost uh, personal uh, yeah, at yeah. that point. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I think Everton's starting to kind of write the ship. And you guys have, you guys, like, you know, more than a lot of clubs have a deep bench. And, like, what Awobi's doing there is pretty phenomenal. Sure. Um, is he healthy right now? Yes, he is. Yeah. yeah, and he's playing great. Uh, he got moved from winger to a midfielder. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, you know, kind of changed the, the, the dynamic of the team a lot. Awobi's been great. He's probably our best, you know, just... As I, the guy that I trust with the ball to not lose it yeah, and not yeah. make like a poor decision is it, it will be. It's just like he's not he's no longer um, he barely takes shots in a game anymore. Like he's not the same player that he was at Arsenal. I saw him uh, when Arsenal visited L.A. and they did like an MLS All Stars versus Arsenal. Right, right, right. And he scored. I mean, he's he's got the kid. Yeah. That kid has it. So, but the, yeah, Everton like they desperately just needed somebody to do what he is doing. Uh, and I worry about how head heavy his dreads are getting. Them, you know? <laughs> I mean, look, some of us are more concerned than others, but it's all, it's all good. Uh, look, if he keeps us up, I could care less how much they weigh. Um, the uh, the other thing I wanted to make sure to talk about was uh, Barcelona um, because they uh, came up in the news recently. Uh, and I'll and I'll try to explain kind of what's going on to the best of my ability. Um, but essentially, I'm, I'm reading the, the headline from uh, The Athletic uh, right here that simply says, Barcelona charged with corruption over payments to former uh, referees chief. Uh, and uh, the first line says, Barcelona have been charged 
uh, with uh, corruption over payments they made to the vice president of Spanish football's refereeing committee. Uh, and uh, Jose Maria Enriquez Negreira, uh, who held that role between 1994 and 2018, also facing charges of corruption in a case brought by the Spanish Public Prosecutor's Office. Okay, and so in general, the this is what I uh, how I understand it. Barcelona uh, from 20 uh, what is 2014? Oh no, I don't yeah, know the exact uh, uh, the the exact time span. But it it essentially for like it was about ten years essentially they were paying a company that was owned by a referee or a, a, a guy involved in like the refereeing committee and uh, the no and the, the the main issue there there is a charge because they don't know exactly what these payments are for and they're trying to figure out why uh, they, they, the person was being paid uh, to begin with the story I've heard is that they were paying this refereeing, the, the, this company that was owned by this referee, um, for con- consultation fees. Yeah. Uh, it, the way I interpret it is like, you know how, you know how sometimes when in a, in a league they, like let's say VAR or like when VAR is I- implemented, sometimes former referees um, will be consultants and say like, hey, this is how the, the rules are going to affect you play. And they sort of ex- explain to a team how uh, the, these rule changes uh, will, you know, how, the, how should they adapt to yeah. the, the, the new rules, essentially. So it's like, seems fairly innocuous and, you know. Yeah, like I think VAR is coming to Champions League championship next year. Okay. And so, like, they're definitely going to have... Yeah. consultations on how that'll so somebody obviously should be paid to sort of explain these things but i think it's that the uh, uh the, the spanish like tax uh, authorities uh looked at the financial records for this referees company and uh it says that the payments prosecutors put a figure on the total value of these payments over 7.3 million euros paid by barca to uh the company's Dasnil, I don't know what it exactly means, but D-A-S-N-I-L, uh, and, uh, and, and also a second company. So consulting fees, and if you make 7.3 million... It doesn't uh, cost that much. <laughs> that's not how much it costs, <laughs> even over 10 years. <laughs> it seems like that's a good, um, you know, a good gig, uh, to say the yeah, least. <laughs> I will do some consulting if somebody I needs will me. consult... Anywhere you need me to consult. Yeah, I'll be in France, <laughs> Italy, Slovenia, <laughs> Austria, whatever. North Korea, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll do this. I'll do the one year North Blangola, Korean premiership. Blangola. Blangola is a, a, a company that, uh, yeah, no, a country that uh, Alexis is the president of. It's a very, it's a long story. It's a long story, story. Long joke, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. But, you know, we, we have a whole. It's all corrupt in Blangola. <laughs> I heard Blangola is without a doubt. I heard Blangola is like this uh, Italian third tier. You know, (laughs) you can get into a game with a freshly uh, slaughtered pig. You know, Uh, some people are calling it Barcelona. Yeah, you love to see it. Um, So this is a um, a, look. It's a serious charge because this something this happened. Or I I don't know exactly. 
there was a, a, a corruption scandal with Juventus a, a couple years ago. And this year. And this year. Uh, what, was it refereeing? I thought it was a financial issue. Yeah, this year was for transfers. The last one was the Tangentopoli. Yeah, yes, the, yes. The, and they got put immediately they, down into Serie the... Serie Yeah, yeah. Do you know what's... Why didn't they have to start over? I was talking to a, a Juve fan. You know Calcio Pos, podcast. Yeah, in, yeah, So I was hanging out with him in um, Montreal this weekend. And it's crazy. They just... It should have been, you go to the bottom. I mean, there's not that many tears in Italy. Just yeah, yeah. start over, you know? <laughs> um, no, the, the interesting thing about this is um, it's also, you know, I think we like to think that the Premiership or the Premier League is not, uh, you know, affected by these same kind of things. But we're looking at right now, for some reason, Man City's uh, getting their, they did they, 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 the investigation. And, yeah, yeah. Oddly, the year that Arsenal is vying for <laughs> the title that man city is not getting the immediate 15 point deduction that a lot of leagues should do you know okay okay uh yeah i mean i think there's corruption in every single one of these leagues no matter what yeah it's, there's so, too much money not to be right it, it's the so the so this is what these are all it's all alleged this is the rumors i'm kind of hearing so uh and and so yeah i'm essentially like Perez Hilton of yeah. soccer. All right, I'm just trying to give all the juice, all the gossip. You're just picking up tea and <laughs> re-spilling it. Okay, um, but the, so what I've heard is, and and essentially uh, Barcelona's somebody who was like who didn't want to go on record uh, made the claim that it wasn't Barcelona buying off referees to give them favorable calls or anything like that. That wasn't the case. But the argument that somebody made. Uh, that was off the record or whatever. They didn't want. They didn't want to give their name. They said that Barcelona essentially paid this referee off mm -hmm. to not give bad calls against Barcelona. So yeah, yeah. essentially, that other people are corrupt. That they're paying the referee. So we're paying our referee to cancel out what they're doing because they they're coming after <laughs> us. So we gotta. We gotta out corrupt them so that we have a level playing field. We've not we haven't seen that story where the <laughs> where the boxer is paid to take a you know, to dive. You know, to take the fall. Yeah, yeah. And then the other guy comes in and he goes, I'll pay you to keep on your feet. <laughs> so that's basically what this is. That's what I heard. And that is just the most comical, kind of hilarious version of the story. It's a funny defense. Everybody else is corrupt, thing. so we're just paying. <laughs> we're doing like this is like corruption insurance. Yeah, <laughs> that is it. Is the most it wasn't me. Of <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the system we yeah. all participated. <laughs> it's uh, so. Uh, fascinating. If I don't know what's gonna end up happening with this, Barcelona are in they're in first place in La Liga. Um, they obviously got knocked out of uh, uh, Europa League. We all know the the financial issues they have. They, they you know they had to get rid of players. They have to pull all these financial levers. They had to get Spotify as their uh, you know. It's very weird because they're not hurting for money. You wouldn't think. You wouldn't think, but they 100% are. No, I know yeah, they yeah, are, yeah. but it's like, what would you guys do with it? Because <laughs> you're selling lots of jerseys. And it's, those, I, you know. It, it, there is something to the, um, look, w once these brands, I mean, and uh, that's what Barcelona is, just one of the most recognizable brands in the world. Yeah. Uh, it's it's still human beings that are running it. I have this sort of debate with Alexis all the time where he, he sort of thinks that, 
like, you know, we have this kind of conversation about like promo- promotion relegation and how like in the U.S. and MLS should have it. But it takes a lot of responsibility to manage a club, right? I'm obviously yeah. you're working with Crawley Town and you see how it uh, uh, how difficult it is and challenging. And, and this all, and and if even if you have, a, you know, a billion dollar budget, there's still human beings making the decisions on how that money is spent and things like that. And Barcelona seem to be uh, an example of. I don't know if it's greed necessarily or just like, you know, we're always going to be on top. And at some point you just run out of money. There's not an infinite amount of money. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that even being where I was, where I was just doing social media for this small club. And sometimes I would have to put together a crew and things like that. Like, you know, and I would get the go ahead, not necessarily with my boss knowing the extent to which how many days we were going to shoot. Right. So you have to imagine a thousand fold you know, times to do yeah, yeah. <laughs> to do uh, Barcelona, just, you know, considering like how many people actually work for this club. I do think there's probably corruption. I mean, I think that's inevitable within any kind of large institution, especially in Southern Europe, <laughs> where there's probably like a culture of it. Uh, sorry. Uh, Justin, uh, Justin Friedberg in the chat just said, come on, Christian, money machine go brr. <laughs> Free <yeah>. money. <laughs> that's how some clubs are managed, sadly. Yeah, I mean, I think it's happening in England. I think it's happening in Amsterdam. Yeah, I think it's, it's happening like, everywhere. It, 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 it's, it's sort of the bigger conversation about, like, you know, like even the conversation we have here about, like, the economy, like, free market, or, or you know, should it be private? Or should the government be involved? Or should they, should we have regulation? And it, how is this not an example of that you need this re- uh, regulation? Because human beings are just going to, they're not going to stop. And this is, and you put yeah. you put a, a, a club like uh, in in Johan Cruyff's uh, book. He 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 spoke so much about how he hated the like bureaucracy of just like I just want to manage. I just want to uh, yeah. tell the players what to do and train them and all this stuff. But then you have a sporting director. You have all these business people that have different ideas on how the club should be run, and it, then it becomes like any other company. And then th- there's the people that know football, and then some don't, and there's like a, a clash of heads and 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 when he was the manager at Barcelona this is it's like the same exact thing it's just like uh, the the business people try to put their hands in everything and it and and it gets out of hand so this is why i think this has been uh yeah and i mean like also like we're not even talking about the fact that like the business you know a lot of the business of this like especially player acquisition is not like a oh hey we would like to get rafinha how much would you like for Rafinha? Yeah. It's like you have to like you have to like bump in you have to have your guy bump into Rafinha's cousin <laughs> in Sao Paulo and you gotta be like, hey man, that's some those are some nice shoes. Do you wanna get dinner and talk? And he's like, Oh, okay, yeah. I would like to go to this dinner that cost a hundred and fifty thousand reales, <laughs> and you know, like that. Yeah. But to get the ball, that's literally how you real. do it. And so it's, um, I just don't think. It, I think probably also it's like this is the first we live in the first era where this corruption is actually being held accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, like when what we saw happen with FIFA and SEP and those people. Yeah. Um, I think we are a ways out still from that entire culture being kind of like brought to the forefront. And, you know, like there's probably you know, there's probably a lot of reckoning or we're just going to live in a corrupt world <laughs> okay. because the Super League looks like it's probably going to happen. It just feels like the the you know, these examples of 
uh, whether it, whatever it's like they're trying to find ways to bring in more money. I mean, yeah. like, like so, the Super League is one of those. I don't avenues. know why, where that money is because they've made so much money. <laughs> why do you guys want more? <laughs> the um, the other um, oh, there was one more point I was gonna make, but I I, I don't remember. But the uh, okay, I I'll, if I remember, I'll go back to it. But I want to get to um, just uh, reacting to the Champions League results, uh, and then we'll we'll wrap up uh, after this. Um, so Bayern Munich knocks, knocks out PSG. I don't know if you watched any of the Champions League matches. I did. I matches. watched uh, the, the, the Bayern Munich I love PSG it. game. There's not, there's not too many comics that can just be like, yo, you watched and then they watched. <laughs> it's just, uh, we're, we're like, uh, we're a small, a small crew. Um, but uh, Bayern def- uh, knocks out PSG in the second leg and then Tottenham uh, nil-nil in the second leg, but they, they lose one-nil aggregate. So I want to start with Tottenham because obviously... Uh, I always feel like Arsenal fans have something They're scum. lovely. <laughs> lovely. They're scum. <laughs> They're an awful team. Everybody that supports them should walk into a river. No, the uh, River Thames. Um, uh, unfortunate. I, and I, I, you said that like the River Thames, like Timberland, <laughs> like it's just a river of Timberland boots. They should walk into that. It's a river that kicks you with Timberland boots. <laughs> So th- th- there's been a lot of news about um, Tottenham in particular because uh, they, they it, it sounds like they they want to keep Harry Kane, but it, it doesn't really make sense for him to stay at this point. I mean, he's done no. he's done what he could, and then the comment Antonio Conte seems like he's completely checked out. I don't know if you've seen any of his quotes where he's just like they might. They might sack me tomorrow. I don't know. Like he's just very, uh, you know, willy nilly with his uh, managerial job in the Premier League. Yeah, <laughs> going in at Richarlison too in the post game press conference. That was crazy. Richard, yeah, Richarlison did an interview with the Brazilian outlet and said, um, "My uh, my season is shit. I don't know why Conte has like sat me all these seasons. It's just like there hasn't ha- Richarlison not scored yet. He has not scored in the Premier League, I believe. Yeah, I think he scored think in so, a Champions yeah. League game, if I'm not mistaken. There's one European game or a cup." Or something where yeah he yeah, scored, but yeah. He uh, so but he he's he has put the ball in the back of the net two times but they've been offside each time yeah. and each time he has removed his shirt and received that yellow but no goal uh, <laughs> <laughs> great 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 which is interesting Can, shouldn't they take back the yellow if you if it's called offside in that theory. seems only fair no, <laughs> you took your shirt Depends off. Depends if it's Richarlison or not. Yeah, <laughs> if it's not Richarlison, then no, no, yeah, they should take it back. But, um, but yeah, they they don't seem to be. I mean, they're fine. They're going to be eighth or ninth or whatever they're at. Uh, they're I don't, fourth, I believe, right now, uh, uh, in in the Premier League. Uh, are they that, that close? Yeah, they're fourth. Yeah, they are in fourth place. Newcastle can jump them if they win the game in hand. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Right it, it, I'd be oh, surprised yeah. if they hold on, but. You know, I mean, look, it's not a shock for Tottenham to get knocked out of uh, Champions League. They have not looked good. You know, they haven't looked great this season. But the are, are we getting to a point where we where we feel? I mean, maybe this is not the question for you. Maybe for Mike, do we feel bad? I'm for a Tottenham? Chelsea fan. What are you saying, bro? <laughs> <laughs> we got two other London rival clubs in here. You can't be asking us about that. There is a. Do you know the the dude expressions? Yeah. Expressions, uh, obviously, he's, big he's Tottenham. NY, right? 
No, no, no. No, no. I think he actually, I think oh, he's. Oh, meaning like he lives here now? Or he, 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 I, oh, he's Barstool's visiting? trying to buy the entire football media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know. tr- troops, um, <laughs> troops moved, moved. Out here. I don't know if Expressions did. I don't think Expressions did, but. I like him. He's a he's a good dude. Okay. Expressions. I haven't met him in person, but I, you know, a lot of people, a lot of these people are divisive for to a lot of like. You know, football fans. I mean, Troops is insane. Troops is a hard Arsenal fan too. But he is. But when you meet Troops, is actually like a, 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 a. He means well. He's like yeah. a nice guy. You when you meet him, he's just he's a character. And if you don't like the character, then that's what it is. Yeah. Um. But uh. But expressions is as as effectively loud or louder than Troops, but is on uh, supports a team that is. That breaks his heart much more than Arsenal oh, does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, I feel bad. That's really my main point. It's. Uh, I, I. You know. I think uh, they don't <laughs> seem to be too inspired right now. But the chat just said Luke Sturgeon just said no one feels bad for Tottenham. We can move on now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was trying to be like sympathetic, and then I was like, wait, who am I talking about? Never mind. I, I mean, look. I when I've gone to London, I and at at I've gone to the Emirates, and the. hating Tottenham might as well be the 12th player on the pitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it is a, it is a, it is a fully formed being. Yeah. (laughs) It is there. They, they sing the like, that's all right. I thought I'm done. They did the whole thing, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm butchering the song, but that's, (laughs) that's what I remember (laughs) of it. Um, But it it, it really, uh, I don't know if it's like, it's it's sometimes it's funny sometimes it seems obsessive. It, yeah, when I was at Crystal Palace for the season opener, they were singing uh, Tottenham is shit. Shit yeah. is ta- Tottenham at yeah. Crystal Palace. Tottenham <laughs> wasn't even around. We were in South London. <laughs> Wait, that's how. Whenever uh, I, I like uh, the New Jersey Devils in yeah. hockey, but every time you go to a New Jersey Devils game, uh, they they go da 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 da, and then they go Rangers suck, and yeah. I'm like, does it? We were playing the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but the a Rangers suck chant will happen. Um, so uh, yeah, so it, it it is fascinating. But uh, they so the, another cup uh, competition that they are out of. Uh, I don't. This is is this they're out of FA Cup or are they still in FA Cup? I think yeah, they're, they're out of everything now. They're out so, of everything. So uh, look, they're not winning the title. Uh, maybe they'll get a Champions League spot, but it does. It feels like uh, Antonio Conte is probably not even going to make the rest of the season. Um, I mean, if he's talking like that, but I don't know what they do. What do they put in their, uh, you know, their assistant coach to, because they're not going to be able to get another big coach. Jesse Marsh would be an interesting one, but I don't even know if he's in England anymore. Bro, I didn't even think that. That would be crazy. Jesse Marsh at Tottenham, I would love that. Yeah, it it makes sense. His system is more complementary to Tottenham style of football. Also, I mean, having. Jesse Marsh never had a Harry Kane at Leeds, yeah. which is something that he needed to kind of execute his style. I'd watch. I'd watch some Tottenham games if uh, Jesse Marsh was there. They'd keep See, losing the, trophies, too. The so thing is, no I, I don't even hate... I hate Tottenham, the company, the, you right, know, right. The, the, the club, but there's some players I really like on Tottenham. And I am, uh, you know, I became a England fan for this World Cup. I really love the English national team. So there's a special place in my heart okay. for Harry Kane, even if he's trying to knock a 787 out of the ground with or out of the <laughs> sky with his penalty <laughs> kick. Uh, but I think the bigger story from last week is just how unsuccessful the PSG 
system thing has been. Yeah, so uh, that yeah, that, that'll be the last uh thing we PSG getting knocked out of Champions League is obviously a bigger deal than Tottenham getting knocked out of of Champions League, but PSG are this team that is uh exclusively and solely built to win Champions League. That yeah. is what I mean, it's we all know thing. that. Yeah. And they um look, it it feels like and people have said this uh repeatedly that they the really the 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 worst part of PSG is that they play in league on and they that the competition that they're playing against is just not even close to what they play in Champions League and then when you could have all the superstars but as soon as you play a Bayern a, a Manchester City uh, uh you're like oh this is not the same level yeah, but i think that that is changing and i you know i think that like if you look at the at the league right now, you have Lyon, you have Marseille, you have uh, Monaco, Monaco, and you have there's another one that I'm not thinking. Lens, Lens, yeah. So you have these these French teams that are actually you know starting to kind of be more. Uh, there's some more parity within the league. Yeah, it's yeah, still, I agree. There's a big drop when you go down to the Toulouse's and the yeah. Rims and you know all those, but. Um, I think that that's, you know, what we need to do here is we need to get all of these Americans that are obsessed with Ted Lasso who are just <laughs> buying up <laughs> British teams and go buy a French. A couple French ones. Yeah, buy a French team. Okay. You know, um, Toulouse mm -hmm. is actually owned by um, the Moneyball guy, um, oh. Billy Bean. Oh, okay. Yeah, he his, his kind of, uh, I don't know what you call it, they're, um, they do Moneyball with like data driven yeah, sports yeah. and they they have brought Toulouse from the second or third tier of France to now they're in Ligue 1. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that. Ligue 1 is not a bad league. It's just a it's a wild league. It's kind of like watching like NCAA basketball yeah, versus Yeah, I, I, I look, I usually watch PSG games yeah. and um and it's not I'm not watching it like, oh, like this is terrible. It it it's just it, it's really the 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 stark difference when PSG are, are I, I'm watching the PSG match because I want to see what Neymar's going to do. I want to see what Messi's going to mm -hmm. do. And there's always like a, a great highlight and Mbappe just absolutely burning defenders and stuff like that. And then all those, all their superpowers that work in Ligue 1 don't work in Champions League. And then as soon as, um, you know, Alfonso Davies is marking Mbappe, it's like, oh, well, that speed doesn't really matter, right? Yeah, because yeah. I, it, it completely cancels it out because I'm fast or faster than you. Uh and so that's like the shame because PSG, I mean, they got to the final in and they, they lost to, uh, who did they lose to, Bayern uh, yeah, in the final? in the final few um, And that was like the COVID year where they uh, they only did one leg yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And they just, like, you know, even bringing Messi in, uh, um, it's just the team is not better. They just have, they have so many uh, uh, flaws in in just sort of how they play, and then but you only really see it in Champions League. But I think this is like a thing where people are only saying this about Ligue 1, but it's pretty true across every other European league besides Germany, Spain, and England. Yeah, where it's like you don't see Italian leagues making it to the finals very often. You don't. You haven't seen a Dutch team do really anything besides Europa League for a decade. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of leagues in Belgian, the Jupiter League, uh, the, um, 
you know, the, the Turkish, the, the Turks, the Greeks, all, all of these leagues are involved in this same system yeah, yeah. and they're not making it. And there's money there. I mean, obviously less and less, but like nobody ever says this about the Dutch. You, right, but then nobody's but, doing. But nobody's nobody spent the money PSG has. That's true. Spent. So that's, that, true. that's why they they uh, they should be under uh, more scrutiny, uh, and the expectation should be a little bit higher because they literally signed the the some of the greatest footballers in the world. But then you look at like Juventus, like Juve. Yeah, uh, I mean. Pogba, I mean, they're. I mean, Juve doesn't have the money PSG does. No, right, because just, they got <laughs> because they got penalized. <laughs> it's just, um, it, it. I, I think, look, because they're trying to, you know, people would accuse them of like they're trying to buy the Champions League trophy. Yeah, and so they get to be, you know, made fun of a little bit more. They're the Lakers of, of. Of the Dallas Cowboys, of I feel like more just always going for it, but just coming up like a you, little bit. You short. said the Mavericks, Dallas Cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just uh, you know, it it, it doesn't. You are not going to win just because you buy the right players. I think you know we're learning that. Right, right. The um, I mean, the, so uh, look at Chelsea. Sorry, no, you're right. You're 100 percent right. It takes a little time. The um, so the upcoming uh, matches will obviously be uh, tomorrow. We're recording this uh, Monday, March 13th. So uh, Porto is going to be playing uh, Inter Milan uh, and Man City against Leipzig, and then uh, on Wednesday we have the 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 Liverpool Real and Napoli. Liverpool Real. I think Napoli. Uh, this is Napoli's. Uh, that, I like, wouldn't be surprised if Napoli wins the whole thing. Yeah, that's what uh, I mean. They, I mean, they, they're just they look uh, so good, remarkable. But but you know, I I think in these competitions you have to uh, kind of favor the people who've just been there before. And Real Madrid, who doesn't matter how they sort of look in La Liga, and they they don't look like they're gonna win that. But they just they, something happens in Champions League where they just be, they just I will be, be disappointed. Miracles. <laughs> I will be disappointed if it's a Real City final. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be disappointed because in that instance, I'd be like, oh, maybe Manchester City can get it's it. It's going to be good football no yeah. matter what. But it's like... but they, they, can, can Pep get out of his own way and get out of his own head and try to actually win this competition, which is... Because that's his trophy that he's waiting on, right? Right. Give yeah. Arsenal yeah. the title. Win this one. Do your yeah. best, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Focus on this. All right. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's wrap up here. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Shout out to Andy Haynes uh, for coming through. Sorry, everybody, for making this was my, all my fault. Yeah. I slept in. Uh, I apologize to Christian and the team. I do not apologize to Alexis. And <laughs> he doesn't deserve one. He doesn't uh, deserve one. He's in London right now, probably getting special tickets to <laughs> go to all the games I want to go to. Um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Anytime, dude. I appreciate uh, it. Absolutely crushed it. I, I'm Andy Haynes. I am Andy. Yeah, and then The Haynes. conjunction. You're not, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm Andy Haynes. Uh, follow, follow him me. On, uh, on Instagram, on Twitter. Is Twitter the same? Yeah, uh, but Instagram's where I do most of my my damage uh yeah uh, 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 but again go um go watch them in uh, whatever city yeah uh, come to denver if you're if you're in denver at the end of the month we got some colorado to, rapids yeah fans, trying uh, to sell that one out so wait uh, uh comedy works comedy works south okay they put me in the suburbs whatever all right get down there you guys have cars but a great <laughs> great comedy scene out uh, in denver I've, I've done a couple shows that they were all, all super fun uh, so go follow andy uh on instagram go uh again hilarious you can see some of uh some of his stand-up uh on there uh 
genuinely uh, one of my fave comics. Super, super funny. Uh, and go check him out if he is in your city. Thanks, man. Uh, no doubt, man. Uh, and man, make sure you follow us at Soccer Cooligans everywhere. Uh, I don't know who's on the screen behind me. Labertard show, the oh, big yeah. bosses. Okay, let's go. El Jefe. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we figured try something different. Yeah, just a little cross program. Oh, have, <laughs> have something on back there. Um, follow us at Soccer Cooligans everywhere uh, uh, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, um, and uh, follow download me. the podcast. Download, 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 download the, the podcast. podcast and leave a review. There, there. We've. Uh, I'll, I'll pull it up tomorrow, but we we got a, a bunch of funny reviews and stuff uh, for sure. Uh, that we had and uh, follow me at Chris Polanco on Twitter and at Christian underscore Polanco on Instagram. All right, everybody, body y'all are the absolute best. Andy Haynes crushing it per usual. Thank you, bro. We will see you tomorrow. We have an uh, Alexis again, not available this week <laughs> because CBS uh, has his schedule uh, kind of crazy, but Alexis will be back next week. I promise. That's what he promised us. So. If not, the bat, the bat's <laughs> coming out. <laughs> exactly. If not, Andy Haynes will be back. Yeah. If you need a gunner to sit here and be loud and say unverifiable uh, data, I'll be here. Bro, that is literally like when we put out the the LinkedIn, you know, job requirements. You you said it exactly. Just we don't we don't need any data that can be verified. We need loud. We just need the opinions to be loud. Yeah, and if you like, I I'll, I can't talk about pizza, but I'll loudly talk about ice cream. How yeah, about we, that? There we go. Perfect. We'll take it. We'll take it. Um. Uh. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh. Yes. And uh, like I said, Alexis will be back next week, but we have a a special guest co-host. Uh. uh to, for tomorrow. And if you, if you love MLS, you're gonna want to uh, tune in tomorrow. So we'll see you uh, tomorrow, everybody. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.